from the rolling hills of England, to the sand-swept pyramids of Egypt, to the rivers of Italy, to a muck of a Florida prison. The Joestar bloodline has spanned time and space in manga and anime for over 30 years. Now it is up to Rose and Thorn, a new podcast, even Speedwagon is excited, to take his compatriots, Smarty. Can you name one rock band that isn't a part of this show? Hot Cocoa Rock. I'm just waiting for when they bring up Steely Dan. I like those guys. Nellie Bell. <sighs> and here I thought my family had issues. And LAF. This is a really roundabout way to get me to watch anime. Through this series of bizarre adventures on the Rotho Jojo Show Show. Hi there, and welcome to the Rotho Jojo Show Show. I am one of your hosts, Rosenthorn, and I've been watching Jojo's Bizarre Adventure since uh, the end of part four anime, so about five years now. Uh, sounds like a support group. Well, though, I, I wanted to talk about everyone's history with the franchise, because some people have seen some of it. And I, That's I, fair. I've been watching JoJo for a little under 24 hours. <laughs> well, Coco, we'll start with you. Oh, do I just go into, like, do I yeah. just go? Yeah, well, what's your history with JoJo? Um, uh, everything up until very recently that I've learned about JoJo has been against my will. Um, the more I learned about it, the more I was like, okay, I feel like everyone's just, like, screwing with me, because no way does all this stuff happen. No way is there a character named Ario Speedwagon. Like, I I have to, I have to, like, I have to know, or else it's never going to stop beating away at me. And so, Rosen very kindly was like, hey, I got a podcast. And I'm like, okay. Now, if, if, if not now, it'll never happen. Now, so what for, you're saying, good. so what you're saying is that this is Stockholm Syndrome at work. <laughs> now, for full transparency, you're committing this to his, his interests now. For full transparency, Coco has a connection to the actual cast. This, this is true. All right, I'm, elaborate, elaborate really quick. This is true. No, go um, on, go on. Okay, yeah. Uh, Casey Modulo and Kara Buckland, who are both in Stone Ocean as Emporio and Jolene Joestar, are dear friends of mine. Oh, okay. Aww. So I'm very excited when we get to part six for, uh, for, for that discussion. I also am from Florida, so that's another reason. Yeah, part, part six takes place in Florida, so. Uh, uh, Lee, what's your connection with JoJo? So I watched the first two episodes of the sub when I was a freshman in college, and the third episode I just watched the other day. So that is literally all I have seen of JoJo up until this point. Fair enough. Ariel, Ariel, what about you? Well, um, I've seen a little bit of part six because of Rosen, and then I have two co-workers who have currently been just telling me random history things and it's like, uh... I don't fully understand. And I've been pressured by Rosen for... What? Going on two years now? Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, that's probably been... That's been my big thing to it. And Jay. Alright, ripping the band-aid off. Okay. Um, so, for me, um, the most I've watched is I watched a decent amount of part one a while ago. I tried to start Stone Ocean recently, 
But how I got into it is, well, like I guess we all share somewhat of a commonality here. Rosen and I do a show called Tag Team, and anime comes up a lot on that show. Needless to say, um, one of the shows that came up, I believe, my memory serves, was JoJo's Bizarre Adventure in in that of specific references. And also, it's starting to dawn on me that this might be a support group for how much this show is being inflicted upon us by Rosen. <laughs> yeah! Dang, Rosen! It's gonna turn into that. But we're here with a smile, and we're gonna enjoy the show as it comes along. Good! Now, that's that's I... the attitude I'm looking for. Now, before we get into it, I do want to make I want to make a note, um, just because I want you to understand how how much I, I wanted to get into this. I I sat last night and I said to my wife, I was like, "Hey, Marissa, I have to watch some episodes for a show of an anime. Uh, do you want to sit along with me?" And she was like, "Oh, fuck yeah, let's do that." So I started to get her into it, and one episode in, she's like, "I'm out." <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's, it's not for everyone. So, there I am, sitting alone at midnight, watching three episodes of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. The dub, mind mind you, the not the sub, the the overdub. Which I need to let's clarify this really quick. Who's sub? Who's dub on on in this panel? I watched uh, dub. Okay. I watched, I watched dub. I watched sub because I'm a filthy fucking weeb. Okay. I, so, I've i seen the sub like three times, so I went okay. with the dub this time. All right, that's fair. I want to, I, I just want to say something, and this is probably an unpopular opinion. Abysmal. The fucking dub is abysmal, and I'm going to just watch the sub from now on. Let me guess why. The accents? What? Oh, my God. I, I, here's, here's the thing. Oh, my God. The only they thing stopped the accents is, after part two. The only thing what? that is... Excuse me, just really... The yeah. only thing that is... That is, that has a redeeming quality in the voice is none other than that Twink Dio Brando. Everything else is awful. Well, here's the thing. Uh, on Randomme, my main anime show, I generally provide voice actor info, like just other roles that they've done, and I have a bunch. I think I know who Dio Brando is. Do you want to take a guess now? It's what's his name from Dragon Ball. Uh, oh God, what's his name? Am I am I am I mixing two actors up? No, it, it is it is a Danganronpa actor. I feel like it's Danganronpa two. It's the big muscly dude. Yep, that's Patrick Sides and Nekamaru. Yep. Okay. Anyway, we'll get into his other roles in a little bit. And Becky adds, yes. Dio doesn't remain a twink for long. I well, he's no, he goes from twink to twunk. I know this. We'll we'll get we'll get there. But uh, I know I'm jumping ahead. Anyway, yeah. I do a bit of uh, background info. Okay, go ahead. Uh, so. Bit of bit of history, created by legendary mangaka and possible Highlander Hirohiko Araki. Elaborate, please. Yes, I will gladly. Hirohiko Araki uh, has looked the same for thirty fucking years. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh my god! Right? Man, must be a Can you pull that up on People bring up people bring up the vampire idea all the time. <laughs> so he's the Keanu Reeves of anime? Yes, I think Ariel said that exact thing. I should mention, uh, Araki is a fan of many things, and he puts all that in his work. Uh, he's a fan of Italy, uh, West Western music, obviously, just sure. Western pop culture in general. Uh, he loves uh, Baroque paintings. Like he, he over his time, his style has developed to where he's a, a painter now for his manga. Ah. Like 
around part seven it stopped being weekly and started being monthly both because the chapters were longer and because the art style had evolved that much to where it was he was actually painting shit Damn. like I've, I've seen he's actually had uh his works in the louvre oh my god wow. whoa yeah good for him being in the louvre he's had uh campaigns with gucci he's had like all, all this crazy shit happened and he's actually incorporated them into his work because he has an author insert character we'll get to in part four <laughs> uh the first chapter of part one phantom blood was released on january 1st 1987 Phantom Blood is the thing we're watching, correct? Yes, Phantom Blood is part one. Okay. Uh, some of Rocky's inspirations for the familial aspect of the of the series include Roots and East of Eden, which neither of which I've read. Huh. I was wondering what the what the uh, the literature background was going to be for this. That's something I wanted to hit on once yeah. we get more into the episode. Yeah, he's a very cultured man. Uh, as for the characters, um, how do I put this? Builds. Uh, that was inspired by the fact that Schwarzenegger and Stallone were very popular at the time. That, that makes track. a lot of sense. Right? That, that really does. Well, actually, yeah, the one you know, thing I will say is about that is, I wanna, I wanna question his his design work on big body, tiny heads because <laughs> that was fairly fucking noticeable. That was because yeah. he was just starting out as a manga. He had only done one thing before this. He took a cue from Rob Liefeld. <laughs> and unlike Rob Liefeld, he actually improved. Honestly, I was thinking, uh, like, BL manga. Big the way that it... uh, an Iraqi product being gay? I'm shocked. <laughs> uh, as for the posing, that was inspired by Iraqi, Iraqi taking a trip to, surprise, surprise, Italy. Mm. Now, there, this is not actually the first adaptation of Phantom Blood, technically. There was a Phantom Blood movie in production in 2007, but it was scrapped and is now lost media. Now wait, is it like a live action movie? No, animated. Okay, because... Oh god, was there a... No, uh, continue, I'm gonna look up something. There was a live action JoJo anime, but it was part four. And that was Takashi Miike. That's what I was looking for, the Takashi Miike... It covers about the first adventure. three episodes of part four. Which, if we ever get to that... We will. If we can ever get to that... I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably take the driver's seat because I fucking love Takashi Miike. Oh, the movie, yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, and I, we watched. Side note: Me and Rosen watched uh, the Gekuten Saiban. The Phoenix Wright uh, movie. movie. It's really good. Yeah, I'm glad you liked it a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's not exactly faithful, but it's a really good movie. It's great. Uh, Becky adds a lot of classic JoJo poses are just, just directly inspired by poses in fashion magazines. Yeah. And um, again, this is all starting to help the anime make a lot more Yeah, sense. like once you know what the guys like, it all clicks. Uh, but yeah, like I said, it's lost media. Uh, all we have currently is a trailer without sound. Maybe someday it'll surface. After all, Saban Moon did. For those who don't know, Saban Moon was the attempt by Saban, the Power Rangers people, to make an American Sailor Moon. We covered oh, it. That. We covered it on uh, this this year's Random April Fools episode. It is fucking awful. <laughs> it's so horrible. I actually watched it too. It is. It is definitely a product of its time. Insulting it, is the word I would use. Again, I'm trying to be nice about it. It's like if you mashed up Sailor Moon with the Burger King Kids Club. <laughs> 
Oh my god. I feel like, yeah, including having the in the wheelchair. The token ride. wheelchair yeah. person, yes. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, the anime we're covering on this show started on October 6, 2012. Though the dub started in 2015. That's why it's listed about that on behind the voice actors. Gotcha. Due to Araki's unique, detailed art style, JoJo was thought for, to be unanimatable for the longest time. In comes David Production, Gods Among Mortals. Seriously, David Pro knock it out of the park with every part, as you'll see going forward. They've also one, done... Good. I have one bone to pick about the animation. Yeah. And I don't know if we're there yet, and tell me if we're not there yet, but I am severely disappointed in the fact that the intro to... to Part one is so much better than the animated series itself. I would rather okay. Have, like, that that's a thing. Just a whole fucking series. That's a thing like, with anime. So they pour the budget into the open, like they pour uh, extra budget into the opening. So good. Plus, though. that was a different studio. If you made that the whole thing, I would have been like, sign me up. Here's it's, it's it's nice, I mean, but I'm gonna push back on that a little bit because I like the. I like the animation style that they're going for. Uh, we'll get more into it, but I like, like, I like the thickness, sure. the lines, the vibrancy of the colors. I think it really kind of- Yeah, that's all line. emulating the manga. And I'm going to interject a little bit too Please. on that. Um, when it comes to like the openers always being better, I mean, even think about all the way through the 80s with American animation. Like, think of Thundercats, He-Man. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, I know. All of them, it is just the way to get you to sit down to actually watch the show. That's the big point of the intro, so that's why they pour more money into it. Yeah. So I can see why the JoJo animation sure. for the opener is better. Yeah. Uh, sure. Becky brings up a good point about the accents. Uh, with with this one, it takes place in England. The next one takes place ma majorly in Italy. Part three takes place in Asia. That's why they dropped the accents. Oh, <laughs> I figured that, so much. You, that tracks. Yeah. That's probably, okay, probably, yeah. probably a smart move, but yeah. Where was I, I'm enjoying the accents. I want I to oh, they're like fun, the but I get why people wouldn't like them. Not it's nice. Really silly. Hard disagree on this. Uh, Not a fan. But before we do, Jay, I believe you had our first JoJo fun fact of the day. Oh yes, I'm so excited to share this fact. Now, folks, I did some high researching, and I finally came to this fact, and I needed to share it with you all. Did you know that the reason for the name JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is because there is the syllable Joe and the syllable Joe in the first and the last name. Doesn't matter what it is. If you're a Jonathan, if you're a John Jacob Jingleheimer Joe Star, if you're a Johann Sebastian Joe Star, whatever you are, as long as you're a Jojo, that's in your name. Okay. You joke, but actually, do you know the reason for that? I'm joke joking, yes. Yeah. Do you want to know the reason for why why the Jojo thing? He wanted an alliterative name like Steven Spielberg. Excuse me? Yeah. Like I said, Iraqi loves Western culture. I mean, that's fair. And we're going to get into the name references in a bit. Yeah. Uh, but the actual JoJo fun fact of the day is one uh, bridging this show in random because I had this loaded in the in the, in the the chamber since we uh, covered a certain show I'm going to bring up in a bit. <clears throat> uh, today's fun fact is uh, there's a famous interview with Iraqi conducted by a fan of his, a woman dressed as the main character of Part 3, Jotaro Kujo. In it, this woman mentions how she wants him to uh, Jotaro to marry her and spit on her. Good for her. The reason this is a fun fact is simple. That woman is Shoko Nakagawa, musician and the person who made Sora Ero Days, the Gurren Lagann OP, aka the greatest anime opening ever made, and my fucking entrance music. Okay, can I ask you a question? <laughs> yes. The same theme that you came down the aisle to on your wedding? Not the aisle, that was Trigun, but we entered the reception to Sorry. a cover of it. 
sorry, I had to... Okay, can I tell a quick story really quick? Yes. Okay. So we pull up to this wedding. And by the way, it was a beautiful wedding. Thank I you. I want to make that note. It was a beautiful wedding. We had a great time. Um, the the preacher comes out, or the person who's... My uncle. The wedding, yeah. Your uncle comes out and is like, all right, we're about to begin. And then all of a sudden, the Trigun theme hits, and we all go, what the fuck? And I can tell you why that happened. I know, because I know it's you. No, no, no. I thought I was walking out alone. I didn't realize my parents were coming with me. Oh, okay. So I was denied critical need-to-know information. Because I... So, like, with my wedding, it was just I walked out, and I was like, all right, I'm, I'm just doing this, whatever. I didn't know I had that option. You didn't? Oh, oh shit. I didn't know I had the option to pick my theme music. Otherwise, I would have come down to the Hardy Boys theme. No <laughs> <question>. <laughs> I could see Honestly, that. Honestly, no, so... that's... Oh. Go ahead. I was going to say, you're the, you're the other, only other married person here. Yeah, I was going to say, honestly, my husband didn't do that either, and I wish now he had something like that. Oh, so I, um... So I'm sitting there, I watch you come down, and I'm like, all right, that's his wedding, let him fucking do it. And then I forget who it was, but they were sitting at my table. They're sitting in front of me, and all I hear them go without missing a beat, that checks out. <laughs> I think that was Bunny. I, no, not Bunny, it was uh, it was another couple. Um, oh, it might have been some of Casey's haunt friends. Right, but I was just like, <laughs> one of them was like, yeah, that checks out. I'm like, yes, it does. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> Kudos. I, 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 I did not know that she was c gonna come down to Dearly Beloved, the Kingdom Hearts thing. That was that was beyond beautiful. So good. Tell you right now. That was so good. But like, that, that also checks out. But that was perfect. Yes. But anyway. I think I think we have we have to get to. Uh, I, I'm not gonna steal the Millennium Microphone way of doing this, but Episode One, Dio the Invader. We open on a dark and stormy night. Snoopy must be writing another novel. I think I do that same joke when we covered this on Random. Eh? Uh, nice. This pleasant fellow is Dario Brando. Now, as I do on these podcasts, I'm going to list the English and Japanese voices for characters, uh, well, you know, truncated because for time, uh, along with some of the roles they played, because it's what I do. In Japanese, Dario is played by Tadashi Miyazawa, who is known as Grandpa Moto in Yu-Gi-Oh!, as well as Zeno Zoldic in the 1999 adaptation of Hunter x Hunter. In English, it's Steve Kramer, who was the original voice of Shenron in Dragon Ball, uh, some guys in Bebop and Trigun, Terry Sanders Jr. in Mobile Suit Gundam 8 The Mess Team, Cyborg 006, the old Hokage in Naruto, the old Supreme Kai in Dragon Ball Super, and Shinsui in Bleach. Yeah, if, I, if I could get those Dragon Balls, I would really wish that Shenron wasn't a big asshole in this fucking show. Oh, uh, yeah. Dario Brando is the spoil, root of all evil not here. Not spoil anything, but he is... He is... A, Dick. Now, Jay, do you know the reference with Dario Brando's name? Uh, well, you know, Brando would be... Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando. Dario... I would, assume, I would assume Argento. Correct. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. So I guess Got I... a film buff in here. Score one for me. Suspiria and other movies, I think. Yeah. All Anything anything Giallo, he did. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it only occurs to me now that I neglected to mention that the show can get extremely violent. Oh, yeah! Yeah! As can I'm I, looking can at I make, Can I make a quick spoiler, just really quick? Please. Okay. One of the first instances of violence that I have witnessed 
in this show is Dio Brando kicking the family dog. See, you're, you're so, missing the, the, the one that caused me to write that note. Oh, Which God. is seeing the cab driver who was, or the carriage driver, with a fucking oh, yes, piece of rebar through his face. That's right. I forgot about. Yeah, that happened. Because I remember, I specifically remember Marissa seeing that and going, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Dario's accent isn't Cockney. It's the entire cock. So Dario, being his disgusting self, immediately goes to robbing the corpses of the carriage crash. Unfortunately. He doesn't check that there are corpses. And he like goes to he goes to rob him, and he's like, "You saved my life." So then Dario has to be like, "Uh, yeah." I meant to do that. I meant to. <laughs> oh, I totally meant to do that. So will I get a reward for this? Or I... do you have any money on you or food? Because it's 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 pretty it's pretty dire out here. No, dire's later. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, the lone adult survivor oh. is George Joestar, played in English by uh, Mark Dryson, who was Guts in Berserk, Kaiba Akihiko in Sword Art Online, Kalen Kessler in Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds, and Zoro in the Four Kids One Piece. Ouch. <laughs> in Japanese, he's played by Masashi Sugawara, who is Ray Lovelock in Macross 7, E. Honda in Street Fighter, Ingwe in Trigun, South Burning in Gundam, Chocobo Sam in Final Fantasy VII Remake, and hilariously to me, Mania the Cameraman in Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Ooh, okay. By the Solid way, choice. Dario's wife not appearing outside this scene. Miss not appearing. Miss not appearing in this film, yes. <laughs> uh, I should mention, uh, I, I've done, I started in a bridge JoJo a while back, and the editing is not great because the editor didn't know how a bridge series worked by his own admission. So it's not ideal, but I'm still super proud of the script and the acting. I bring this up because one of the highlights was Aaron Mills as George Joestar. Uh, just one of the biggest, uh, played as one of the biggest idiots I can imagine. Like, I love the line he had, uh, Am I dead? Is this heaven? Did I win? Yeah. <laughs> that's very good. Okay, that's a neat mask. I wonder what it's for. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. Ancient artifact in a protective thief case? Yeah, now, here's here's the thing, I knew what it was, and then I thought, why the fuck did he have that? No, here's the thing, that belonged oh, to JoJo's mom! Why did why she did have that? Know, why did she need it? Yeah, like, was she, part of, was she a part of some, like, and spoiler alert here, was she a part of some, like, vampire cult, and it was passed down to her, and she's like, you're gonna make your grandson a See, what I was thinking, <laughs> what I was thinking is some weird eyes wide shut thing. I was oh, thinking goosebumps myself. <laughs> oh, the dichotomy of eyes those wide are... shut and goosebumps. Are... I was thinking actually, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, where one of them was gonna put it out and go, "What's the password?" Orgy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Becky says, "Answer: Victorian Brits really love mishandling ancient artifacts." True. Yeah. Because uh, literally Becky and I, we actually talked about this. There were there were people that would eat mummies. Like there was mummy jerky that was sold back I in the remember, day. I feel like I remember that coming up in conversations somewhere. Not with you, but I feel like I remember that being a thing I've heard before. Yeah. And then they also had made a color of brown called mummy brown, where they used ground up mummy uh, dust and created paint. This what happened making... to Grandma? She really tied the room together. <laughs> this is uh, making that scene in like the, the beginning of future, the, 
like second or third episode of Futurama. This is an outrage! I was going to eat that mummy! This sarcophagus <laughs> should contain the remains of Emperor Nibbala, a professor. Great like jerky! Uh, so because George Joestar is an idiot, he owes Dario Brando a life debt. Shocked didn't, Dario didn't just ask for free room and board, but here we are. Uh, new stone mask with blood extraction action. And with that dope transition, it's 12 years later. We meet the baby, now having grown into our protagonist, Jonathan Joestar. He's played in Japanese by Kazuyuki Okitsu, who was Vincent Phantom Hive in Black Butler. Had to mention that for Ariel. Yes. Sevibara in uh, Grand Blue. Suguru Daisho in Kaikyu. Mac Marco in Star vs. the Forces of Evil. Fat Gum in My Hero Academia. And Spider-Man in the Sony Spider-Man games. Oh. In English, ah. it's Johnny Young Bosch, whose illustrious career has included, but is not at all limited to, because he's had like 500 fucking roles, Kanida in the redub of Akira, Vash the Stampede from Trigon, Artemis in the visdub of Sailor Moon, Toji in Evangelion, Sabo in One Piece, Ichigo in Bleach, Nero in Devil May Cry, Lelouch in Code Geass, Yu Narukami in Teru Adachi in Persona 4, the titular Kamen Rider Dragon Knight, Bumblebee in the underrated Transformers War for Cybertron, Zero in Mega Man, Furion in Dissidia, Itsuki Kozumi in Haruhi Suzumiya, Yang in Street Fighter, Yuzaku in Toradora, Hajime Hinata in Danganronpa 2, Rantaro Omami in Danganronpa V3, Shinjiro in Kill a Kill, Doyle in Baki, Leo Fotia. He get it! He's good! <laughs> in Promare, Rostu and Gurren Lagan, Dio Tomiyaka in Demon Slayer, fucking Broly, Vash again! There's a ton I had to leave out! And a partridge in a pear tree. Yo, you said you said uh, Kaneda in, in the in the Akira dub, like, and I was like, oh, I wonder if that's the one I listened to. And I remembered that like I watched the original Akira. Dub. Oh dear! Oh, that one's so bad. It was so yeah. funny. Thank you for clarifying, by the way, because I I always and this you're gonna question how the fuck I do this, but I for some reason managed to um, conflate his career with that of Keith Ferguson. I don't know who Keith Ferguson is. He is, uh, he is, <laughs> and this is the reason why, he's Bosch von Ronsenberg of Delmasca <laughs> from mm. Final Fantasy. Oh, oh, I see. Oh, oh, no. So I don't know why, now I keep thinking of Johnny Young Bosch von Ronsenberg of Delmasca. That's okay, I see it, yeah. <laughs> anyway, carry on. You meant, like, Craig Ferguson? Like, the former host of, like, the oh, late... I'm like, just like, imagining... I'm I'm so good! I'm just imagining... Jeff, Jeff Peterson, the skeleton, dressed as Vash the Stampede? I mean, you, you were forgetting a very influential role, though, for Johnny Young Bosch that got him started on his career. Adam though. in Power Rangers, I know. I, I, tried to, I tried to stick to voice acting because, again, he has like 350 roles, all of which are super important. We get it. It's morphin' time. Let's move on. And Becky adds, na, 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 it's the motherfucking JYB. I think she was going for uh, for Snoop Dogg, but I went as Katamari. <laughs> That's funny. So, yeah, like I said, the Steven Spielberg thing. And this is Danny the Dalmatian. Oh, what a good boy. I, yeah, my first reaction was, aww, he's so cute. He's gonna die, isn't he? Okay, so. I, I rewatched the John Wick movies recently. I did not get attached. Araki is a, is a dog person. However, oh, excuse me, apparently he's a Great Dane. But yeah, Araki's a dog person. But he knows that to make an effective villain, you have to have them do evil shit. So killing dogs is his go-to for evil shit. Yeah, there's nothing more evil than that. And that's something that I'm going to bring up again and again throughout these episodes, is how the fuck can JoJo keep on letting Dio slide after murdering his fucking dog? Yeah. Well, 
for, for this set of episodes, I can argue it's uh, Stockholm Syndrome and or uh, trauma blocking. But yeah, uh, meanwhile, back at Nick Nolte's estate. Oh, wait, this is Dario Brando's house. He's a sick old drunk now, and we meet his son, Dio Brando. And again, I am surprised that he, that drunk old bastard got a, a hot-ass kid, even though he's an absolute bastard. Oh, God. There's a term, Ariel, in anime called the ugly bastard. Okay. It's a term? <laughs> in a certain genre of anime, let's put it that way. Oh. Oh, oh. <laughs> it is called I'm hentai. And that, and that that image is burned into my brain and I hate it and I need to wash it out with... Well, I don't drink, so probably just <laughs> sleep. <laughs> Dario's jeans may have skipped a generation? Okay. Uh, but yeah. <clears throat> so Dio Brando. Uh, the most evil twink you would ever imagine next to what's his name from Berserk. Griffith. Griffith from Berserk. Uh, who'd you like first, English or Japanese? Because I have a lot for both. Um, either or, go for it. I'll go with English then. Dio's played in English by Patrick Seitz, as we mentioned, who, yes, is Nekomaru Nidai in Dangarapa 2, Mono Kid in Dangarapa V3, Musashi Gota in Mob Psycho, uh, Frankie in One Piece, Kenpachi in Bleach, Ragnar the Blood Edge in Blades Blue, Sloth in Fullmetal Alchemist, si Simon Brezhnev in Dorara, Jin Kazama and Bob and Tekken, Cervantes and Soul Calibur, Hugo and Street Fighter, uh, Gamagori and Kill la Kill, Agni and Black Butler, Endeavor and My Hero, uh, Devastator and Transformers, Jiren and Dragon Ball Super, Hector and Fire Emblem, Thorkel and Vinland Saga, Brad Coleman and Mashal, and I had to truncate a lot. That makes sense. About as much as I had to for the Japanese voice of Dio, Takahito Koyasu. Again, to name a few. Snufkin in Moomin Valley, Z uh, Zex Marquis in Gundam Wing, Butch in Pokemon, Navari in Fire Emblem, Toga and Utena, Optimus Primal in Transformers, the main character of Initial D, Kuzan in One Piece, Shingo in King of Fighters, Pandora in Yu-Gi-Oh, Takamasayo in Yu-Gi-Oh GX, Luke Valentine in Helsing, and now we've only hit the 2000s, bo 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 Kenshiro in Newfist the North Star, Cypher in Kingdom Hearts 2 and, and Dissidia, Excalibur in Soul Eater, Scar's Brother in FMA, Zato 1 in Guilty Gear, Deadpool, like 10 Fire Emblem characters, I had to leave out so many roles, holy shit! I heard Kingdom Hearts and I was like, yay! Yeah, he was he was a cypher. My eyes, uh, he's the one who totally owned you, lamers. Yes, he was the lamers guy. <laughs> uh, Becky says, I'm genuinely wondering if we need to start talking Hito Kuyasu drinking game. The man's fucking everywhere. Yeah, uh, if you've ever seen that meme from uh, I think it's from Assassination Classroom of uh, the guy uh, making ramen with a gun, that's Takahito Kuyasu. Lee, I believe you had a, a question at this point. Yeah, I, I, and you know what you put uh, about the food thing? Oh, yeah. So, that, that is actually a good question. Um, why is it such a common trope for anime protagonists to eat, like, vacuum cleaners? I actually was curious, because I looked this up. Uh, I found a theory. The theory is basically a combination of comedic exaggeration and wanting to emulate Goku. Yeah, well, to emulate Goku. Th that's oh. what I was thinking of, like when when this when this started as the cliche. Yeah. Like, I wonder. I wonder where that came from. Like how they decided decided for Goku, if it's just the comedic exaggeration, or if there was something else involved. I think it, for Goku exactly. was probably to justify his uh, insane training regimen. That makes sense too. Yeah. 
It's oh. why it's actually that's a good point. Uh, kind of to sidetrack into another thing we both love, uh, wrestling. Yeah. Kota Ibushi was once known as saying like, "I eat like junk because I work out harder." Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and anyway, continue. So we see Jonathan being raised to be a proper gentleman, and Dio being treated like shit by everyone. Also, uh, Dio Brando would absolutely be the type of idiot to listen to Joe Rogan's medical nonsense. Because at one point he's like, This medicine is snake oil, get me more booze! And we have a rarity for this series. <laughs> God. We have a rarity for this series, a hetero love interest. I know, right? Oh, thank God, that's a rarity? <laughs> oh yeah, this show is gay as wild! Okay, it's actually, no, I, got, I, I got worried, especially because like, like, if I'm honest, like, I wasn't, I wasn't huge on how, like, the love interest was depicted as basically just, like, a plot device instead of a character. Uh, Araki has admitted he, uh, he's not super fond of how part one was. Mar mostly because he cribbed too much from Fist of the North Star, but, you know, it's, it's does, the one does, that shows its does, age the most. Does she ever come back? Yes, she's in part two. Yes. Okay, good. Okay. At, at, le at least it's not just a throwaway character. No, and th there aren't many female characters until part six, but they get, but they're pretty, they're all really good. That's good. Yeah. I, I was about to say, like, I hope she's a character this time. Yeah, no, she, she doesn't have much, much screen presence, but her screen presence is awesome. She's like a badass granny, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah, this is Erin Pendleton currently being uh, harassed by dickhead bullies. She's played by Michelle Ruff, best known as Yoko Littner from Gurren Lagann. She's also Kaori and Akira, Luna and Sailor Moon, Yuki and Bleach, Young Satoru and Erased, Chi and Chobits, Fujiko Mine and Lupin the Third, uh, Sakura and Street Fighter, Yuki and Haruhi Suzumiya, Lina and Trigon, and again, a ton I had to leave off for time. This show has a lot of really pro prolific VAs in part one. For it's, a, it's pretty, good. it's pretty stacked for like part one. Yeah. For example, she's for, in Japanese. It's Ayoko Kawasumi, who's Osaka and Azumanga Daioh. Uh, Ellen, Elena and Claymore, Machiko and Death Parade, Ellie in Rave Master, Saber and Fate, Genomaru and Gintama, Mogi in Initial. Wait a minute. Yep. Wait a fucking minute. What's up? She played. She plays people like who are named like Ellie, Elena, Elena, Erina. That, that is weird. Holy shit. Type this cast. is like this is like the uh, the equivalent of like I'm gonna just use a, a movie and again. Yeah. I guess I'm the movie buff here. Um, this is the equivalent of like the scene. In Goodfellas, where they're at the wedding, yeah. and he's, he's like, "This is Paulie, this is Peter, this is Tony, this is yeah, he's like just Peter's, Paulie's everywhere." Uh, well, here's one you might know, Jay. Come on. Uh, the only one I have like left for notable roles for her is Fu in Shamara Champlu. So it's so oh, it's literally okay. just like, um, oh shoot, uh, my big fat Greek wedding when it's all the same name basically except for Gus. Oh Wildly different uh, movie comparisons here. Uh, what sucks is that I, I don't have I don't have anything new to pitch to that because I also just like just rewatched Goodfellas. So that's also <laughs> I don't banger it. movie, banger. I'm Larry. This is my brother Daryl. This is my other brother Daryl. <laughs> uh, life was tough for perverts before the internet. Are are they seriously that desperate for some action? They're like twelve. They're twelve. Okay, but they're they're teenagers. Is my point. They're, they're, they're hold up. They're air quotes teenagers. Yeah. yeah. Look, have you ever, they're, they're, they're teenagers in the same way that like Disney Channel stars are teenagers. Yeah, exactly. Did you ever see uh, the Invader Zim movie Enter the Florpus? Yeah. 
I'm no. not. I the, did. The opening scene from that is so, so useful for anime because it opens with a, like, Dib drawn as, like, as a JoJo character, like, super buff and everything. He goes, my name is Dib Membrane. I'm 12 years old. And <laughs> he looks 30. <laughs> I think about that every time I watch early JoJo. <laughs> Uh, not like it, 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 like they looked like fifteen, the youngest. Yeah. And then there was a seven-year time skip, and <laughs> then they looked like eighteen. But it's, they're supposed <laughs> to be around Aaron's age, is the point. Uh, but yeah, uh, seems that Jonathan went to the Gonta Gokuhara School of Gentlemendom. Shame he didn't finish the course, uh, or he'd know how not to be weirdly sexist. But he's twelve. What are you gonna do? And it's eighteen. It's the eighteen eighties. <laughs> This is where I wanted to bring up the, the literature phase because in, in in this moment where you can see uh, him jumping in, I don't know her, but I have a reason to fight you. You can really see that influence of Tom Jones, Candide, and other like buildings, Roman and picaresque literature. I, I know these are these are phrases that might go over a lot of people's heads, but it's the idea of like a, a story about uh, character development and starring a roguish hero who gets by on his own guile. So we're really starting to see that uh, influence taking place, right? Uh, at least right now. Makes a lot of sense, yeah. Uh, I wrote down the dub line: "Crawl back to your, your damn manor, little Lord Fauntleroy." <laughs> it's such a stupid line. I love it. <laughs> so Dio's motivation ultimately boils down to "fuck you, Dad." Yeah, he really like it's it's "fuck you, Dad." I'm gonna. I'll. What is it? It's "fuck you, Dad." I'm going to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get gonna rich by stepping on everyone. I'm gonna, I'm gonna honor your wishes, and I'm gonna get the riches that I deserve. But also, oh. fuck you, Joe. <laughs> Joe. But, but also, I, I hate my dad, and I'd never want to be like him. But also, I'm gonna do exactly what he said and become rich. I mean, that that's the cycle of abuse for you. Yeah, fair enough. I'll, I'll, I'm just thinking, you're no good, Dio. You're just like your father. <laughs> <laughs> Dio was like my favorite part of the show. So far. I don't blame you. Dio is a fantastic villain. He's like he's like everything I'm told Reverse Flash is. <laughs> it was me, Jonathan. Literally, Twink Dio is the worst. It's the same reason. It's the same reason why I hate Nagito Komaeda. Like it's the same fucking shit. Listen, you can appreciate Dio as a villain. I can't, no, like, but I can the still professional deal. hater is, like, top five <laughs> category of character. Oh, then you're no. gonna fucking adore Dio! Yeah, no, I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, look, I'll talk about the narrator's roles in the episode 2 discussion, we have to keep moving, but uh, the narrator's a very big character in this. Carry on. Title card! We get, we'll get the opening in episode 2. Uh, it's time for Dio to arrive at the Joestar Mansion. And what a first impression he makes, by which I mean he V-Trigger knees Danny and makes Jonathan carry his stuff. A fucking dog. He kicked that dog square in the jaw. And that that wasn't a kick. That was a flying knee. You're forgetting one important part to this, and it's the fact that he fucking pays no mind to it after the fact. Like, fucking Jonathan Joestar pays no fucking heed to it as soon as it happens. He's like, oh, Jonathan no, Joestar is a nice boy. He's like, wait, wait. oh no, Danny. Anyway. Wait until JoJo poisons his fucking dog. Well, like, here's they actually in the dub they actually do expl like, explain like oh he, you know he, Jonathan writes it off as oh 
he saw a dog coming at him and panicked that people do that. Which, yes, people do that, actually. That did not look like a dog was coming right for him. No! That was Dio's coming right for that dog. I know, but you could see how he thought that. He's coming at him Kenny style. Yeah. Also, uh, Becky says, God damn it, do I need to design a professional hater business card for Dio? Yes! Honestly, whenever I I was thinking about the dog being kicked and everything, it's like, kick the baby! Don't kick the baby! the wall, damn baby! Naturally, George Joestar loves him instantly. George Joestar sucks. So, either the dad is a huge fucking dick, or he's deaf. Like, there's... It's no the former. Yeah, I was about to say, there's no way he doesn't hear any of the shit that's going on. And then 30 seconds later, you realize, like, oh yeah, this guy's just dick. I'm gonna say this now. Being named George Joestar in this series just makes you an asshole. That makes sense. Understood. Uh, Eli says, Jonathan tries to see the best in people. In this case, he was dead wrong, but he tries. Mm-hmm. Like, that's... I like that about Jonathan. He's an eternal optimist. Which fits he's, that he's voiced he's by Hajime. He, he, he's a bit of a himbo, but he's but he's too he's too smart to be a himbo. Cause the man's a fucking archaeologist. Look, you, there is such thing as smart himbos occasionally. True. Uh, I want to. They're in rare form, to be honest with you. Yes. So at one point, Dio calls himself a poor unfortunate, and I just want to see either Takahiro Koyasu oh, or Patrick oh, Sides oh, cover oh, parts oh, of souls. <laughs> That's what I was thinking too. As soon as you said, <laughs> uh, see, okay, he was coming a mile away. Talking Much about the like when he saw that fucking Dio coming right for him. Rodo, Rio, he's coming right for us. <laughs> I can't do that joke. We'll get the actual himbo JoJo next part. Okay. Uh, yeah, we are. Yeah, but uh, so again with the, the abridged series, uh, we had Giorgio Serpi like a Dio. Dio, talk to JoJo. You'll get along great. You're both the same age, both your mothers are dead. Perfect chemistry. <laughs> and I forgot that was basically what he says in the actual show. <laughs> you both don't have a mother. Tra- you've experienced similar trauma. Yeah. So let's put these two, two sticks of dynamite together and see if they defuse each other. That's a solid plan. It's the 19th century. I need entertainment. I can only it's beat the pores for so long. My son died coke. You will treat your new brother Mentos as if you were treating my own small. The villain dynamic of JoJo's bizarre. That's so good. It's the nineteenth century they hadn't discovered therapy. True. See, and, you, and y'all were worried we wouldn't have uh, good chemistry on this podcast. This is going great. No, no. It's great. <laughs> we have three episodes to go. Yeah, we're doing, we're doing fine. We, oh, fuck. We're doing fine. Uh, yeah, it's only just occurred to me how weird it is that this, t- this, t- this town has a 12-year-old boxing for them. Yeah, listen, this is shit you would see on, like, TikTok for no reason. <laughs> I, I think in the original show we had uh, and then all of a sudden you're just on scrapyard street beefs for no. I mean, what year is it? 1880? Like child labor laws don't exist yet. True. Uh, it's England. Things, things are fucked up there. <laughs> we don't know what they're thinking. Yeah, what are they thinking? Ah, they're just precocious. <laughs> just, just crappy. Uh, yeah, I think in the bridge series we put uh, 
How did you all get here? It's a town of 12 people. If the Joestars are up to something, we're gonna... We're gonna know. <laughs> Trigger warning, British. British? <laughs> yeah. I like that they established Jonathan as a natural fighter, who, again, would beat Dio here if Dio weren't a heartless bastard. They made him an absolute just. I, I, they made him an absolute word I cannot say on Twitch. I'll just put it that way. Douchebag. No worse. Dio. Dio is fiendish in a way that I yes. cannot take my eyes away that's from. That's actually like, a bet. That's a subtle way to put it. Yeah, yes. Yes. Yeah. Fiend. <laughs> I forgot. So I forgot we combined three of the words you can't say on Twitch into mm. verp cell. Godspeed. I don't know if you can say that either. We're gonna fuck. I, we, we've gotten away with it so far. Yeah. And as an anti, what? Dio gets all of Jonathan's friends. So I thought that was really fucking weird. How are they all riding that hype train so quickly? Also, how are they all his friends? Like, how are they all Jonathan Joestar's friends? It's a small town! I mean, as a southern girl who has seen how bad small towns can get, there are only like a couple of clicks in certain places. So, if you're the rich kid's family, you're going to have a lot of people that are riding your coattails. Eli. If you're poor, you're going to have a bad time. Eli, you you beat the shit out of that guy. He's got guts. Drinks for everybody. Um, the first lesson... Good. Oh, sorry. It was just uh, the fact that he's like, and, he, and he's such a tattletale. Just don't tell him anything. Is there some irony oh, in snitching on somebody that they're a snitch? You're right, Dio. Look, they're teenagers. They're easily they're easily swayed. Easily swayed by the dude who's literally been in town for two minutes, three minutes. Dio Dio has has always been established as having a very persuasive nature to him. He's he he has a cult of personality about him. Oh, he's just yeah. He's he, he... <laughs> sorry. How, how do I put this? Yeah. He would uh he would give. I feel as if. This man would give Jim Jones a run for his money if he was in the 60s. Yep, yep, absolutely. Uh, the first lesson of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, let's see where it takes us. The first lesson of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Nobody likes snitches. Before we get to the unpleasantness, hooray for Victorian romance! Let's get to the unpleasantness. Shit, we're at this part. Really? They really put, they really, like, had, like, a montage of, like, oh, then they date without giving her a single line of dialogue. Yeah. I, I do want to... Uh, no, sorry, go ahead. She, she does talk later, I will say. She, she comes back. Like, I think we mentioned that, but in, in part one, she comes back. So before, oh, we get okay. to, before we get to the unpleasantness, I want to bring up something. How does no one fucking notice that Jojo poisons his own fucking dog? Yeah, um, that was a mistake on Araki's part. <laughs> so for those who don't know, uh, you know how chocolate's super poisonous to dogs? Grapes are even more so poisonous yeah, to dogs. Do you know that? Did we notice that? How <laughs> did anyone else notice that? And it's just like I was sitting there watching it, and I saw, I saw Jonathan just pop that grape right into Danny's mouth, and I'm like, hold on a second. As the series goes on and the lore gets more complex, there's there becomes a meme of Araki forgot. This is not that. This is Araki pulled an oopsie. Very funny. Araki was in a silly, goofy mood. Uh, Araki was just a silly little guy. <laughs> a cute kidney poisoning. Oops. Whoops. 
Oh, but he's perfect! What's wrong with the dog? The missile is very easy. What the dog poisoned? Just a sleepy little guy. Yeah. And he went to sleep. Good night, Mr. The Missile. <laughs> yeah, uh, Becky says, Oh, you have no idea how much of a culty body count Dio can amass newbies. And Eli says, He wrote part one in the 1980s. The internet didn't exist. Fair point. Uh, well, let's address this. Content. The dogs did? <laughs> Oh, we're doing a content warning? Yeah, content warning, because we have to briefly discuss Assault. Oh, this is... Yeah, this is... So, I think I can... I, I don't think I'm telling any tales out of school here. Um, Dio would be exactly the kind of character to to force kiss someone, I feel. Yes. I feel like he seems like the type of person to do that, and it's not okay even in an anime. It's yeah, pretty gross. Here, here's what I'll say, because I, I wrote another thing about this because it's a very sure. sensitive topic. Sure. Uh, so because Dio sees Arena is making Jonathan happy, he approaches her and forcibly kisses her. This is obviously disgusting and wrong. I want to make that clear. But unlike in a lot of shows, it's very clear that it's meant to be evil, and it's meant to show that Dio is an evil bastard. Oh, but, yeah. You, you could very easily see that all it is to him is a power dynamic. Yes. I'm going to take every form of happiness away yeah. from you, even this way. Yes. Like, too many shows use shit like this without thinking about what it means and without showing that it's horrible. And, or worse, do it for shock value, or worse, worse, for fan service. So it's not, like, I can't condone it in the story, if that makes sense. Like, I'm but obviously makes, not good. I was going to say, I, if I was, tell me if I'm out of out off base here. And I'm not, the, the views of John do not affect, <laughs> it did not reflect the views of the podcast. But... I have to put that disclaimer there so we don't lose any. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like God. I'm trying to. I'm trying to use my words wisely here. So if anyone sees that it's going poorly, please jump in. (laughs) Um, I feel like like it's it's a plot point. It's a plot device just to drive home how much of a piece of shit. Dio Brando is as a character. Yes. It doesn't make it okay. No. It doesn't make it okay to utilize it in no, I, any I think, fashion, but as a point... point I think that's part of the point is that we're supposed to find almost everything that Dio does reprehensible. Despicable and deplorable. We're not right? supposed to like him at all. That way we can, you know, love to hate the villain that he becomes. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, my... Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt if you were. No, I was actually about to ask what your what your thoughts were. I, I, I sort of went on this earlier, but like I feel like my larger pro like, I mean obviously like at face value it is a terrible thing, but I think my larger issue with that is that that's speaking in the terms of the narrative. There's only one female character, and that's kind of her only function in the story. That's, yeah. that's, that's fair. That's yeah. my big problem with it. Yeah, I again, the female characters get better. When okay, can I can I? Yeah, can I, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. All right, to kind of lighten the mood on this, this is the Billy on the Street sequence. Uh, name a woman. <laughs> Dario's mom. Name a woman. Or Dio's, Dio's mom, not Dario's mom. Close enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On a lighter note, there's the meme. I everyone always forgets that it's it's preceded by that. 
Which, sorry, which meme, like, just really quick, which meme is this? Oh, okay. Okay, that's why I was watching the dub. I didn't get the enjoyment of that. Yeah. It, it's, it's, this, it's literally translated in, in the, it, like, it's the exact right. same wording. Right. Okay. But uh, I, I put it as 1800s gonna 1800s, sadly. Mm. Yeah, I do enjoy the fact that she took a, a little bit back by actually drinking the mud water. That, that was fucking that. awesome, that yeah. Was that was, you are so disgusting, I will drink mud just to get myself clean. That part was great, yes. Uh, by the way, more references uh, I forgot to mention. Uh, would anyone like to take a guess as to what Aaron or Pendleton is supposed to be a reference to? Uh, go on. Eleanor Rigby. I hate that. I hate it. That's that's the most stretch one I've seen in a while. That is yeah, just, no, I, I, that was... I, I, Okay, no. and I have a I have a very unpopular opinion. That is as stretched as Robert EO Speedwagon. That no. one's not stretched at all. That was, that okay, is, sorry. That's okay. literally using all in of the terms, same letters. In terms of the first few episodes, that is the most stretched. Robert EO Speedwagon is, I used to think that was really funny, and now I think it's very dumb. <laughs> it is dumb, that's why it's funny. Even Speedwagon is elongated. I, I realize I never mentioned that, but we'll get to it when we get to it. Like, I'm, I'm half expecting someone to show up in, like, one of the next episodes and be like, Hi, my name is Derek Aftpunk. Uh, uh, so I'm waiting for King Crimson to show up. I, okay, Part 5! I, I just I just want to really quick, just before we sidetrack, I really wanted to pose this. Um, when we get through a lot, when we get further into it, yeah, I really want to do that. You and I watched a video a long time ago. Oh, we're doing that, yes! You know exactly what we're We're not going to spoil it for the others, but yes, because I showed Ariel that... But yeah, for it's, a tier, it's a tier list of shit, yes. but that's about it. Anyway, to the plot points. Yes, uh, I, I do. I will say, when, when Stan show up, I have a segment to add, but that's not till part three. Uh, Hold on, I'm sitting down. Linkara suggested Bachman T Overdrive. That one is not, has not happened yet. Overdrive has, though. Uh, and we'll get to the, in the next set. But uh, I, I'm going to give you a little, hit, little pr preview for part three, because we'll probably forget this by then. Coco, you mentioned Steely Dan. Yes. Do you want to guess what that was localized to? Um, I believe you've told me this before. Was it Dan of Steel? It was Dan of Steel. That's the silliest and, thing in the world. And what love. kills me is that is that is Dan of Steel is the only JoJo dub appearance of Grant George, one of my favorite voice actors, aka oh Shuichi Saihara. <laughs> I wonder how Donald Fagan feels about this. <laughs> some of the, really some of the people love it. But yeah, um, where was I? Uh, yeah. More references. Danny is named after the Loggins and Messina song, Danny's Song. Wouldn't have even thought that. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't have either, but Google, uh, Google and the JoJo Wiki helps. Jonathan, frankly, acts appropriately given what Dio did. He tries to beat the fuck out of him. Uh, Dio with the Kokichi energy of, ooh, you want to hit me so bad? <laughs> <laughs> I'll spend the rest of my life in Dio's shadow. I mean, if the fandom is any indication. Mm. <sighs> Much like how Ogre Street. Oh, we'll get to we'll get to Ogre Street. That that's a poll, yeah. That's uh, the fucking. That's. <gasps> All right, keep going. We're I getting know. there, yeah. People always I forget the like... show has really good hand-to-hand -hand combat. Oh yeah, the, the, the martial arts that they use I... are actually really. Yeah. I like fight scenes a lot. They're so good. 
this episode alone, we've got Aikido, Queensberry Rules Boxing, Sebleckway, like, this is actual, like, Can I, I, stuff. I want to yeah. make note of one specific move that I didn't even think about until I watched it. Yeah. It was, it was the punch followed by the eye gouge. That's, like that, it's such a good heel move! It was like, I wouldn't have thought about it, but it was just like, the single punch followed by the bang! And I was like, oh, that's just insult to injury. Yeah, it's that extra signifier that shows Dio's just a gigantic piece of ass. So, for fans, of martial arts, for fans of martial arts, that reminds me exactly of what happened to Yuki Nakai. He was a mixed martial artist who uh, got in a fight. His opponent eye gouged him to the point where he is now blind in that eye. And oh, dude, shit. Dude went on to submit him and then make it all the way to the finals. Nice! Yeah, uh, it's so fucking satisfying to see Tio get his ass beat! Oh, yeah, like, it's, that's the that's the moment of catharsis that, like, I think. Because, like, it's... It's a build, that episode of like, all right, we're going to compound all of these reasons why Dio Brando is a piece of shit, and we're going to back it up with his fucking childhood and why, like, we're going to compound it, and then we're going to boil it up to a point, and you, as the viewer put in the shoes of Jonathan Joestar, have dealt with it long enough, and he's going in and just whipping ass. Yeah, it's great. You're like, yeah! <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and it makes you regret having eaten barbecue while watching that episode. <laughs> I was gonna get to that! That actually oh. happened when I was showing you all these episodes! Oh! What a, what a setup, and but, what a knockout. Before we get there, I want to point out, uh, Dio's just like, You made me bleed my own blood! George, of course, blames Jonathan. And he actually pulls out the fucking boys will be boys cliche. God, George sucks. My, my, I, like, actually started laughing when, uh, like, <laughs> when Jonathan was like, Wait, that eye gouge thing, he did that on purpose. <laughs> yeah, man, he was there. So were you. Yeah, you know, I'm sorry to uh, think this Dio guy is a no dick. Fucking shit. He, he did. He he's purpose. very trusting. You can't do that. That's illegal. <laughs> oh, maybe he, uh, he... Kick the dog. Uh, maybe he is a. And speaking of the dog. dog. Oh yeah, let's go ahead. Well, I mentioned the, I mentioned why Rocky has has this happened. So dead dog count one. And that's the episode. Episode one ends on a dead. Like I said, a Rocky knows it's an effective way to establish a villain's an asshole. And now we get, uh, yeah, the first of JoJo's famous licensed song endings, this one being the, one of the biggest JoJo memes ever. Now, this is the reason why yes! I Literally. started watching the show, because I was like, where is Roundabout? Yep. It's in parts one and two. No, because here's the thing. I remember, and this is a personal story, I yep. remember coming into your Discord server at one point, and you guys were watching jojo's bizarre adventure i can never remember the number but i remember it ended in a in like a dark cave with like a door and something happened and you all fucking lost your shit when it happened and then the roundabout thing came on i was like that's effective that might be episode four actually i don't know but i'm like well, we were I'm waiting for it now. I'm waiting for it to hit. It might, anyway. might Yeah. Because like I said, part Roundabout is used in parts one and two. Shame. 
fucking shame. Should be the whole. Don't worry, they have some banger picks in the future. Okay. Uh, so what do we think of this first episode? Let's start with uh, I Server J. I felt like, and as cool as I said it before, is the episode is a glorified establishment of this villain is garbage, is a piece of garbage. That's the whole point. That's what drives it home. It sets the stage for that and the character of, of Jonathan Joestar, and that is, look at this, look at this sweet little guy. Why would you hurt him? I'm just Other than that, there's a lot of cringy things that happen in this episode, but I'm also saying that because I watched the dub, and that's my fault. So... You ever see, uh... You ever see one of those images of, like, the guy aggressively holding the really small plush? Yes. I'm just imagining Jonathan's the plush. That makes sense. Um, I thought it was an okay starter episode. I was like, alright, you know what, I have to give it the three to see how I fully feel about it. So... When we get to episode two, I will further elaborate. All right, uh, Coco, what'd you think of episode one? Episode one, um, so I, I've expressed this to you before, but like, yeah. I'm not someone who watches a lot of anime, like at all. Same, 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 uh, same. I think the total amount of anime I've seen is like it's still in the single digits as far as series goes, um, and so, like, because it's very hard for me to like latch on to something. Yeah. Um, once I see it. And I saw this, and I just saw how the whole dynamic was just gonna be Dio just being like, "I'm like, fuck this guy to death," um, and and JoJo just like, fuck and his like, face, and like, and like everyone was with JoJo, and then everyone just being like, "Oh shit!" Like JoJo, like he was he was serious when he said he was gonna like, yeah. like, <laughs> like he's not fucking <laughs> around. Oh shit! Oh fuck! Um, like, like, what was it? What's that line from Resident Evil 2? Like, uh, this thing won't die. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. That's it. Like, seeing that that was gonna be like the whole dynamic, and like seeing that character. It's pretty movie, good, isn't it? Okay, I think I'm on board with this. Yeah. I'm serious. Just a quick question, uh, Rock. Or Rock, what is the single anime that you have watched? I haven't seen a. I said single digit. I've seen. Okay, what's the single digit anime that you? I've seen the Kirby anime sub and dub. I love uh, that that's the first one you went with. I saw that was the first one I ever saw. Okay, Kirby. fair, fair. Um, I saw Evangelion. Okay, um, that's a perfect one to watch. I saw what else? I, see? I mean, I well, she knows Shinji, season. so uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Casey did a wonderful job, by the way. Um, oh yeah. I saw like the first season of Mob Psycho. So um, good, so and good. I'm currently about. Halfway through Revolutionary Girl Lieutenant. Oh, Becky's gonna be very happy hearing that. Yeah, I'm watching it with a very dear friend of mine, City Pop. Yeah. So I um, you just since you mentioned fucking Evangelion, I just have a quick story before we continue, and that was the I I watched that with a, a other another group of friends uh, in a server, lovingly known as the Go to Bed server, um, <laughs> and. I'll never forget this. There's this one guy who never watched the series at all. And like I had, I had caught parts of it. I knew what was coming, and he was like getting bored by the series, absolutely fucking bored. And he's like, "Oh my god, this is gonna be over." And we got to a specific episode. Now, spoiler, it gets dark. Yeah, no <laughs> shit. And there's one. And the memory I have is him leaving the room and him coming back, and suddenly Shinji is just choking Asuka. And he You're... came back to that and was like, what the fuck? And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna miss it. 
<laughs> it's like Donald Glover walking in with the pizzas. Yeah, he's nah, like, you should, you should have left. Yeah. Yeah. You're telling me Hideaki Anno's therapy session got dark? No, not at all. Oh, you just reminded me. I didn't get to see um, Shin Kamen Rider when it was in theaters. Oh, I've heard it's so good! Wait, did he do Did he do that? Yeah, he did. he's done all the Shin ones. Yeah, Shin, oh, Ultraman, Shin, Godzilla, Shin, Kamen Rider, that's all Hideaki Anno. Yeah. But are you kidding me? He, he only did movies and named them Shin. No, no. Shin is a, like, hack. Absolute hack. <laughs> Shin Kamen Rider has Kamen Rider punching Nazis come through the head. Up with a better name, God, unbelievable. Any was my mind? Like, what were they thinking? What were they thinking? Ariel, what do you think of this first episode? Let's face it, Hideki, it was ruined. Honestly, first impression of it was it is a good intro into everything. Um, Dio is an absolute ass, and like I said. Terrible timing to eat barbecue. <laughs> as as Becky said, uh, to quote a Mystery Science Theater, if I want to sync to a clip of this episode, we're going to change the dog's name to Crispy. Crispy bacon. Also, Eli says uh, to Coco, you should finish both Mob Psycho and Utena. I agree. Got it. Oh, speaking of fucked up shit with dogs, I did start for <laughs> Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped at the episode you think I would have. Oh yeah, I, I've, I've only seen a bit of Brotherhood, but I know that. Yeah. Oh um, man, that's funny. Yeah, Several my husband oops. never saw it until I showed that to him, and that was one of the first episodes he saw. Because <sighs> we're like the first episodes in the show. Wait, what'd you think of, uh, of episode one? I mean, kind of just building off what everyone else said, it, it's a setup episode, really. Like, there's, we're getting a lot of exposition. We're getting a lot of, not necessarily character development, just a lot of details given to us. Um, so we don't really get a chance to see what the, sh the show is going to be like. Although we do get a taste of the craziness. Um, it and tastes like, like Burnt Dog. <laughs> not a good taste. No. Not great. Yeah, we get, we get, we get, it makes us like, like I said, it's all set up. We get to see that Dio is a huge fucking asshole. Uh, we get to see that uh, Jojo is the Picaro. And yeah, it's, it makes a good enough, set, good enough setup that you're intrigued to watch the next episode and see where it goes. Yes. And now that we've gotten an episode done, let's talk about the narrator. He is just as important as any character, so we'll discuss who's playing him. In English, it's David Vincent, who is Grim Joe and Bleach. Richter, Bowman, Richter Belmont in what I assume was the redub of Symphony of the Night, Jin Kurosagi in Blaze Blue, T Hawk in Street Fighter, Martial Law in Tekken, Robin in Fire Emblem, Gilgamesh in Fate, Tokugawa in Mob Psycho, Kibito Kai in Dragon Ball Super, Senkets in Kill la Kill, and Kento Nanami in Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah. In Japanese, it's Toru Okawa, who was several Muppets, including Rolf, Oscar the Grouch, Cookie Monster, Snuffleupagus, and The Couch. Uh, which I said, well... Uh, Jojo is basically the Muppet of anime. It would be very funny if, like, Frank Oz was narrating this whole time. Like, <laughs> Statler and Waldorf are the Jojo narrators? Holy shit! There's the character I wish I was! Dio? Jonathan? No, the dog! <laughs> Somebody end me. <sighs> but yeah, he was also Aquaman and Superman animated, uh, Pachakamak, the El Echidna Elder in Sonic Adventure, Ryu and Goku in Street Fighter, Coach McGurk in Home Movies. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's the greatest connection. <laughs> Jonathan, here's what you gotta do, Jonathan. I found out what my stand does. Oh, what does it do? Stands up and leaves. Oh. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Clank and Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> Iago in Kingdom Hearts and Aladdin. Optimus Prime in Transformers Armada. Roy Mustang in Full Metal Alchemist. Toyama in Oeda Rocket. Rock in Soul Calibur. Benson in Regular Show. Sawada in Erased. They got Iago and Benson to be the same voice actor. Yep. I, I can't remember the context, but I was watching KZ Excellence Weekly Jam, and the start of the episode, someone just goes, Dude, Benson's gonna come in our mouths when he hears this! <laughs> I don't uh, think I like that. I don't think I enjoy that. Also, also <laughs> Detective Pikachu, Sengoku in One Piece, and Rufus Shinra in the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Alright, it's 1888, let's check in with the streets of London! Surely everything's alright, Jack the Ripper. Now, <laughs> I want you to guess... Will this be relevant? Yes. I feel like it will, but I also want to note something, just to decide, <laughs> uh, uh, I believe this was episode two, so... Yeah. How jarring was it to see Dio and Jonathan broing out, like, Not in that first thinking. few minutes? Yeah. How, but... how weird was that? Pretty weird. Tripping a was, bit ahead, but that's fine. That was pretty weird. Like, I, I was like, they hate each other so much. Yeah, I have something on that. Okay. Over those seven years. Yeah. I I've seen enough like bitter, bitter high school rivalries to be like, yeah, like they're I was think I was thinking when they were when they were like talking at football, like I bet they're both thinking like awful things about each other. And then the episode uh, they... just verbalized it all and I'm like, okay, yeah, I know that. Uh Mask Attack! And we it's time for our first JoJo opening. Hot take, all of the JoJo openings are ten of the ten bangers. Like this one. This is Sonochi no Sadame by Hiroaki Tami Tominaga. It rules. What do y'all think? Oh, fucking show! It got me hype, honestly. It's so good. The all I'm, I'm biased because, like, I, like, I, 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 someone showed me, like, the part two opening. Oh, like, it's so good. Years ago, and so I prefer that one. I'm, like, I'm not this saying this one's better, really but, good. yeah. They're all, they're all just great. Like, the, the baseline is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Uh, but just... That moment where Jonathan clenches his fist and it turns into fire, and he's walking up the stairs. Remember, remember that. Yeah. Uh, mm, for more I'll detail, for more detail on how awesome this opening is, I recommend Mother's Basement's video. What's in an OP about uh, about this? Uh, Jonathan and Dio are both young adults now. They are about twenty, having grown into the bar proportions y'all expected from early JoJo. The rugby probably assisted with that. Big bar, tiny head. Now. Rugby. The British NFL. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so yeah, Jonathan's the fucking bulldozer. <laughs> yeah, why yes, were they playing American football? <laughs> They're in England. <laughs> <laughs> so many people are gonna be like, I would love. Uh, I'm just checking the, the chat. Uh, so I would love to see a Muppet version of a JoJo fight. <laughs> it's just a slap fight. That'd be pretty great. <laughs> pretty great. Um. <laughs> Miss Piggy would kick ass. Well, I mean, we saw Miss Piggy quoting common now the other day. But yeah. Oh yeah, Jonathan and Dio are best pals now. How about that? There's a joke to be made about Jonathan and Dio being an archaeologist and a lawyer, respectively. That's so weird, right? Yeah. Uh, You're not a real lawyer. I would love it if Dio said what he was thinking out loud and didn't realize it. It's it's like in Yu-Gi-Oh. These fools do not realize that I am medic. Uh, so yeah, Dio's been poisoning George. Not that George would notice. 
Speaking of puppets, go to a fucking doctor, Jim Henson. I just my thought was, for how long has he been poison? How long has he been poisoning George again? Uh, undisclosed. Okay, so it could have been for seven years in small doses. Could have been for seven days. We don't know. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking like like he was like I need to go like he needs the antidote. I'm like, does he? Sounds like things have been like this way for a while. Why, why, why are you in a hurry right now? He must keep like, up like, British politeness. It seemed like the worst symptom he had was a cough. Becky says the only adaptation, uh, American adaptation of JoJo I will accept now are the ones where the human characters are played by real actors and the stands are Muppets or vice versa. Also, That's... can I say I like how he refuses to go to the hospital because of how expensive it is? Like, what is this, the, the U.S. healthcare system? Yeah, right? Uh... It's like, and it was sort of like the way that in Willy Wonka, no, stop. Stop, don't, don't come back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and now Jonathan knows about the poisoning. Hope we can get proof. And we have our first JoJo pose. Oh, the first. Deal with the I won't be your friend anymore gambit. Swear to me on your father. My father was a prick! Shit! And then Dio goes off the fucking railing. I went off the royals. <laughs> we here all week, folks. Uh, Jonathan gets a lot of shit for not being as cerebral as the other JoJo's, but he's not an idiot. He's just overly trusting. Yes. I feel bad for the butler. He's he's trying to do his job. Oh no, not again. <laughs> says, I like how when Jonathan's like, I'll go and get proof, Dio just doesn't kill him while he's gone. That, well, that'd just be ob that'd, he'd just be suspect number one. That is true. I didn't think about that. I was like, yeah. Why didn't he just kill him? Yeah, the reason is he'd be, he'd be the prime suspect. It's like you clearly have a lot of poison. Just put all of it in there. I like how he does say though he, that he's gonna commit the perfect crime, and then he just busts open a locked drawer. <laughs> yeah, this will require all my cutting. I mean, why didn't he just put the poison in JoJo's room? You would think that would put it to where it was like, Oh, no, it wasn't me. JoJo's been framing me. He blamed it on Jonathan and George would agree. George would be dead. But yeah, he'd probably still agree. <sighs> Sherlock Joestar is on the case. And oh no, Ogre Street, the East LA of fictional London. It's apparently a reference to Ogre Battle from Queen. Snowcat attack! Dead dog count, two. Because they mentioned the cat was carrying a dog in its mouth. That, that, that scene was so weird because it was just like, um... Uh, well, I'm in this dangerous town. Oh my god, that cat's holding a dog in its mouth. Immediate jump to the fight. <laughs> yeah! Oh, the cat was eating the dog, excuse me. It's like, oh my god, that's fucked up. <laughs> I really like that they decided to give Oddjob more work. Yeah! That's that my joke, too. <laughs> See, I, I went slightly different. Blade hat! This dude must have inspired surviving edged weapons. I was gonna say, it's fucking. No, it's, uh, what's it from. The only thing I thought it was James Bond, to be honest with you. Right? That's what they're saying, odd job. Well, I know, I know that that's what you're saying, yeah, but I was like, that's literally the only thing I could think of. And I was like, how did they not, like. How did that not get a direct reference in name? Because, <laughs> to be honest with you. 100 years difference. <laughs> should have called him, like, the, the knockoff one from Austin Powers. Like, random, random task? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're, talking, we're, we're skipping over the part where Jonathan grabs a blade and threatening threatens to sledgehammer the guy's nuts. 
That was awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you, he was a fucking Billy badass in this. That's it. That's a good contender for moment of the week. No fucks. And we, honestly, you could tell that Ario fell in love with him, right? Yeah. Speaking of, this is Robert E.O. Speedwagon. Yes, really. He's voiced by Keith Silverstein, who we of course know best as Mondo Awada. And on that oh. note, by the way, since you talked about REO Speedwagon, my Taco Bell's here, so I'll be right back. Okay. Well, he's gone. He's also Usagi's dad in the Viz Dub of Sailor Moon, Koyama from Mob Psycho, Zosalamel in Soul Calibur, Makin and Gabal in Gurren Lagon, Simon Belmont in Castlevania. Oh, hmm? oh my God, kitty cat. Uh, yeah. Sorry, my cat was attacking my foot. You're good. Uh, Johan Liebert in Monster, Vector the Crocodile in Sonic, Hunk in Resident Evil, Tom Tanaka in Dorara, Zong Lee okay, in... I'm, I'm sorry, Hunk and Vector are the same voice. Yes, and so much more, because he's also <laughs> Zong Lee in Genshin Impact, Hisoka in Hunter x Hunter, Cyborg 005, Torbjorn in Overwatch, Oh my god. Shido in Persona 5, Dr. Wily in Mega Man 11, Barry in Amphibia, Chairman Rose in Pokemon Twilight Wings, Masamichi Yaga and Ultimate Mechamaru in Jujutsu Kaisen, Floki in Vinland Saga, and so many got more goddamn characters. So many of the JoJo cast is full of voice acting legends, my god. And all of them remember Armando. Excuse me, Zhongli. Okay, sorry, what are we talking about? I just got back. Jay, now that we're back, we'll continue the discussion. Yes, go ahead. Because I wanted to wait for you to be here for discuss Speedwagon's Japanese voice actor, Yoji Ueda. Oh. This okay. is one that's brief. Uh, I'm going to save the, the funniest role for last. He was Gamakichi in Naruto, Agohige in Fullmetal Alchemist, Charles Dickinson in Banana Fish. I'm sorry, excuse me? Yeah, there's a show called Banana Fish. From what I understand, it's about gay cops. Uh, what the fuck? I've heard it's okay. Soundwave and Wheeljack in Transformers Cyberverse, Leif Erikson in Vinland Saga, Aki's dad in... Yep, Vinland Saga is great. You should see it. Aki's dad in Chainsaw Man, Vandra in Fire Emblem, and I swear to God, this is real, he's the Japanese voice of Squidward. <laughs> Inga Dinka Durgan. Even Squidward is afraid. SpongeBob, why are you burning your house down? I feel like Ogre Street is like Iguana Street from that one Dragon Ball Z move, abridged movie. <laughs> Squidward holding the, the, the stone mask. This one's on the house. <laughs> the pincers can't get to Squidward's brain because his nose is so far stuck out. <laughs> <laughs> King Shark in the Suicide Squad where, like, none of the Staros could get on his face because he's so uh, big. A face turn for Speedwagon. Is this where I point out the best ship for speed for part one is Jonathan, Arena and Speedwagon? Can I... I want to make a mention, by the way. Is it a common motif for any... any... minor bad guy in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure to do a face turn? Yes. Does that happens a lot. Yes, it happens a lot. Okay. Uh... But yeah, there's a meme of, that is Speedwagon is best waifu. Checks out. Okay. That checks out. If I had a nickel for every Keith Silverstein character who was obviously queer-coded in the anime... Okay, well, I'd have at least two nickels as Keith had, like, 500 rolls. Uh, another reference, Cronenberg Whiskey. Anyone catch that? David Cronenberg. I, I noticed that. Yeah, we're going to get some Cronenberg and shit is going it like all, Oh, God. It just... Time, so, to, time to test the mask. What it do? It makes vampires is what it do. Now, going I, into this, who knew there was vampires in this? No, that's I did I, not. But so when I saw the mask, I was like, oh, some goosebump shit's gonna go down. That was... I like to classify a lot of things by... This is where the, the, the other shoe drops. Yes. So I wanna... There's a... 
a great example, and I'm not even using anime, I'm using just a general... Yeah. Like, I won't say twist, because, like, a twist implies, like, a plot twist. I mean, like, something happens, and the tone of the medium shifts. So yeah. my favorite example of that is, have you guys ever seen the movie Parasite? The, the I need to. I really need to. Oh, yes. Uh, I, there's a, I forget the exact time code, but there's a specific moment in the film where... About two-thirds of the way through. About two-thirds of the way through, a basement door opens up. And that's when the entire movie gets dark. Nice. I need to see it. It's... it's um, I want to watch it with you just for that. Oh, so boy. Another, another... Like... Sorry, go ahead. I have, I have another example. Um, I don't know if any of you have seen The World's End by Edgar Wright. Oh, yes! yes! At the end Absolutely. Of, my favorite movie of all time. Favorite movie of all time. Hands down. Um... At the end of Act One, I'm not going to say what happens, yeah. but like it, it both like fully flips on its head and also very much becomes what it was building up to. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm gonna give another one of these kind of movies. Uh, Banshees of Inna Sharon. I okay, I so I was recommending that one. So it's like the, a, I've heard it's a dark comedy, but it's just... the, fir <laughs> the first half of the movie is like a very dry Irish comedy. Uh, it's made by the same guy, the same director who did In Bruges, so yes, uh, has that very kind of dry tone to it mm -hmm. and about halfway through the tone changes and it gets dark just dark and morbid and it, it it was completely unexpected i got one ready or not my brother wow. keeps asking me to watch that with him it's so I'm good really it's that. such a good horror comedy ready or not's good but you kind of like was that the what we're talking about thing? more is like yep we're talking about more is like it starts as one thing and it becomes Absolutely not that thing. Oh, then in that okay. case, oh, I no, got. Go I, I, I was gonna say I got one then that fits that. Just till dawn. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolute yeah. So barbarian, maybe. Barbarian would be a great example. I saw that in theaters. That was crazy. Anyway, so my point that I make when I reference that is, um, as soon as the mask comes into play and you find out why it's there and what it does, you go, oh, this is a really bizarre adventure now. <laughs> yes! It's, we're just getting started. This is uh, hope this someone just says started the, the bizarre. Here's the thing. Uh, well, let me scroll up for comments here. Uh, it, make, it makes vampires by unlocking hidden potential in your brain. This is sort of explained in part two. So it's like the Lazarus machine from Doctor Who. I suppose so. Uh, this is why... Humans only use ten percent of their brains. If we use hundred percent, we'd be a vampire. Exactly. Uh, yeah, vampire lore is so fucking nebulous. This is frankly not super strange to me. This seems—I'm not gonna lie—that example, that explanation was very stupid to me. <laughs> oh, I mean, it, it's a good kind of stupid to me. Yeah, I mean, I, that's what I mean. Like, it was just yeah. cheesy. Yeah. So yeah, instead of biting the neck, they jammed their fingers into the neck and drained the blood that way. Holy shit! Thing. That yeah. was brutal. Yeah, it honestly reminded me of like, uh, you know how back whenever we were all kids, we would stick the pins through our skin. <gasps> at the... Is that a yes? Whoa. Yeah, yeah that I'm, not exactly actually, I'm not actually wrong with that. That's what I felt. That's just what I felt. <laughs> so yeah, sunlight's the only the vampire's only weakness in this, but it kills them dead. And we get the first of our proper to be continued segues. What do we think of episode two? 
This is where I realized, holy shit, it's gonna yeah, be, this, this is, this it's is gonna be a it, wild it, fucking ride. This is where it kicks it into sixth gear. Yeah. I feel that. I mean, this is this is my own like, this is my own just personal preferences coming out. I do wish we got to spend a little more time with like the bickering younger versions of them, because uh, like I feel I feel like in like these sort of like rivalry stories we don't like get enough of that. Right. Of like, of like when they're like, of like when everything is so big, like when you're a kid and like the dad has a larger role. I wish yeah. we could get like one more. I, mean, I, that. I think that was our, our consensus opinion or main criticism about this episode was that it skipped over all of that uh, relationship building slash animosity between Jojo and It makes it feel very like, like, it still makes it feel like the characters are very one note, but at the same time it's like, alright, there's a tiny bit of like, growth but it turns out that growth is kind of fake. It's kind of like a mask for the real feelings between them. Huh, a mask, I get it. <laughs> <laughs>